was a freebie, came to the office by mistake. But on this particular January day, I came through the kitchen door after dark, let the dog leave footprints over my winter white wool coat, and threw the bag down so it landed with a noticeable smacking sound. My husband, who was preparing dinner, walked over to the table and opened the bag. It contained a first novel, plump and mushy with feeling. I steeled myself for his response, which could range anywhere from snide to volcanic. I was prepared to tell him it was collectible, that this first edition would be worth quite a bit if the writer lived up to the ridiculous amounts of praise heaped on him. But all my husband said was, That looks good, and went back to his sauce. Over the next few weeks, I brought more things home, CDs, which I didn't even bother to remove from their silky plastic wrapping, more books, a new winter coat, a red one with a black velvet collar and suede gloves to match, moss green high heels, a silk scarf. He approved of everything, challenged nothing. He began to think of other things we could buy, things we could share. Season tickets to the opera? Sure. A new rug for the dining room? Why not? Built-in bookshelves? Of course. One night in bed, he asked, Are you happy? I'm not unhappy. That's what you always say. True. Why can't you talk to me? Because when I tell you what I feel or what I'm thinking, you tell me I'm wrong. You tell me I don't know my mind. I'd rather not talk at all than hear that. You don't know what you want. This was true. You were a mess when I met you. This was not. Everything you've accomplished is because of me. But, I pointed out, I haven't actually accomplished anything. Are you going to leave me? I gave the most honest answer I dared. I don't know yet. He threw himself out of bed and ran downstairs. I went after him, found him in the kitchen, pouring bourbon into a stout glass of smoky amber. He had not approved of those glasses when I bought them, but he used them all the time. He finished his drink in two gulps, poured another. I got a bottle of white wine from the refrigerator and sat with him. Do whatever you have to do, he said at last. But understand, there will be consequences. Consequences? I assumed he meant financial ones, perhaps even a blow to my reputation. In my circle of friends and business associates, I was famous for being happily married, if only because that was the version I insisted on. His absence made it an easy illusion to sustain. Although I had to socialize a lot because of my job, my husband never came along. He liked to say I was the only person whose company he craved. He thought this was romantic. You will come home one day, and there will be blood all over the walls, he continued not unpleasantly. I'll kill myself if you leave. I can't live without you. Don't say that. Why not? It's just the truth. If you don't want to live with me, then I don't want to live. You're threatening me. I'm threatening myself. A person who would kill himself has no respect for life. It's not a big leap from killing yourself to killing someone else. I'd never hurt you. You know that. We stayed up all night talking and drinking, debating. We had done this in happier times, taking the opposite sides on less loaded topics. He demanded to know how he had disappointed me. I couldn't find any real answers. 
A few minutes ago, I had been not unhappy, but I had assumed my condition was my fault. Now, all I could think was that I was a prisoner. A thug was threatening the life of someone I loved, had taken him hostage. That thug was my husband. My husband was his hostage. I was trapped. But then, I had always been trapped. By my job, which I hated, and this house, whose only requirement was that we make as much next year as we did last year. I could give up books and CDs and coats with velvet collars, but those economies of scale would make no difference. Like everyone else we knew, we were addicts. We were hooked on our income. He was hooked on my income. My servitude made his freedom possible. I wanted to be a freelancer, too, to leave the world of bosses and benefits. One day, he promised, one day. And then we bought the house. I could.